Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Australian survivor. Survivor New Zealand. Survivor. 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 21 South African. 12 ordinary Australians. 16 New Zealanders. One million pounds. Hello everyone, Shannon Garcia getting you ready for our week three exit interviews for Australian Survivor Titans v Rebels. We had three exit interviews this week and honestly... Such a great week of exit interviews. I really enjoyed all my conversations and felt we got so much from all of them. Viola, clearly a queen. I actually got to speak to her twice this week because I also had her on the Talking Tribal exit interview. Sarah, I felt, gave a lot of information where I was largely like, what happened there? Um, and obviously giving a lot from the Rebels as well because she was the first Rebel I'd actually spoken to this season. And Garrig had a lot as well. I will not spoil it, but he had some insights where I felt like, wow, this really kind of changes the landscape of everything and, and really, you know, gives more light on what happened. So definitely check out all of those. You will hear them in that order. Viola, Sarah, and then Garrick. Hope you enjoy all of that. Talking Tribal is out. Podcast form, YouTube form that isn't geo-blocked. It's on template, obviously, as well. And then I'll be speaking to Omar and Zach in what will surely be a pretty extensive recap three of us talking about one of the bigger weeks in Australian Survivor history and fun fact for you all I will have a check-in with Rob Sestanino this week because it's such a fun week and that's going to be I think available for the patrons first and then will be available publicly as well so hope you enjoy all of this content follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Shannon Gates while put it all out so you don't miss any of it thank you for the support as always enjoy these interviews and I will see you on the other side V, welcome to RHAP. I'm so lucky to get to talk to you twice within a very short period of time, although that does mean that you got voted out. So that's the sad part of it. How how are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty okay. I think rewatching yesterday was heartbreaking, but at the same time, I feel like it was a phenomenal episode and I was like on the edge of my seat despite knowing what was going to happen. So I'm really happy uh, with how I guess it, it turned out edit-wise because uh, it was pretty phenomenal to go through. <laughs> so to see it again was uh, 
So I wanted to ask, obviously, we see kind of, you know, Frankie taken down at the beginning of the Titans tribe, but those relationships fracture so quickly with the ruling group. I wanted to know, how did you see the dynamics of the Titans in the last couple of weeks since Frankie went home and you had that kind of seven who then also voted out Jess? And, and, you know, winners part of that as well. Did you see it as a seven? And if so, kind of how did you see the dynamics in that group and in the tribe? Yeah, so <laughs> so once Frankie and Jess and Nathan went home, I feel as though that's when the alliances and the dynamics really became a lot more clear, a lot more set in stone. So at that point, I knew that, you know, you had the obvious middle-aged mafia that had their thing going. You had myself and Val had that our thing going. And you had Mark in the middle, which you could have swayed either way. So I felt as though that was becoming really, really clear. And it was a lot harder to hide the fact that, you know, the two Vs and Mark was quite close. So I felt as though with that clarity, I was like, oh, this is the time to do something <laughs> before someone does something to me. So did you ever see yourself as part of an alliance with Eden, Caroline, Kitty, Charles, or did you kind of feel like you were all just titans against some mm-hmm. targets such as Frankie, Jess, and Nathan? 100%. I felt as though we were titans by convenience and titans by goals. And once those goals, like, I guess, were ticked off, from then on, that's when I knew straight away, I'm like, okay. But what I do, <laughs> I'm not going to be part of the village mafia. Um, there's no way I can squeeze my way in. I felt as though it was pretty locked in stone. So it was a matter of like they had a bigger group in that sense. And I knew that it was clear that me and Val were on the outside of that group. So I think we, to some degree, did an okay job of like faking it to make it feel as though we weren't. But I felt as though it was pretty clear to some degree. Well, that's devastating for me personally, because I love that seven that apparently wasn't a seven, but it was mentioned one time in one conversation and I've hung on to it with everything that I have. What about like your relationships with players like Eden, Charles, Kitty? Because obviously we kind of see where it goes with Caroline and we know yeah. how close you are to like V and to Mark, but to, to Valeria. So what um, how, what about like some of those middle players like Eden, Charles and Kitty? How, what was your relationship like? Yeah, oh, I'm so glad that they didn't show it because I loved those guys. I remember the first time that Charles was like, Charles, you remind me of my best friend at home in so many different ways. So from day one, me and Charles were like on really good terms and I really just loved him. He's a hilarious person. And then on the other hand, you have Winner as well, who they don't show just how funny this guy is. But me and him, so we pretty much grew up in similar areas. We have a lot of the same jokes. We go along really, really well. So I felt as though there was a lot of close relationship, particularly those two that they didn't show. And with Kitty as well, I have a lot of respect for Kitty. I think she is a phenomenal social player and I think it unfortunately isn't shown as much but I think the relationships I have with Kitty were pretty positive as well. It's just a matter of ah, you're with them and I'm with her. So it's like ah. <laughs> Yeah. What about someone like Eden? Yeah, so with Eden, um, I knew straight away that Eden was a very strategic player but at the same time he let a lot of things become evident with his reactions. So I could recognize that Eden would be the sort of person that would really be prepared to make a move or not really, uh, I felt as though Eden would turn (laughs) at any point. So even though I had a good friendship and relationship with Eden, I still didn't fully trust him because I knew it was just a matter of, is it time to get V out? Then he'll go ahead and join in. Yeah. What about Caroline until we kind of see her hovering and the issues that you and Valeria had with that? Had there ever been a closest there or was there always kind of that distance between you? No, actually, when we first started, I actually really did like Caroline. Like, I thought she was um, a really, really amazing person. But then the moment she started trying to get in between me and my wife, that's when things started to shift. I was like, what's going on here? Because it's a bit too early for you to be playing so strategically and so obviously. I think it's one thing to 
you know, find yourself in a conversation with those people all the time. And it's another thing to purposely place yourself in those conversations to make sure that no strategic conversation is happening. I felt as though she played her hand really, really early and made it very difficult for me to trust her as a long-term player because clearly she was showing distrust towards myself and Val. So I think if it weren't for that, perhaps me and Carolyn could have gone far, but I think that was what first switched me on back her. Made me realize, oh, this is a get or get got situation. You talked about on Talking Tribal and also we actually see it in the show how close you are with Valerian, with Mark. Why do you think Mark chose you over the middle-aged mafia? Obviously, you know, maybe more of a question for him, but what did we not see yeah. as much about the relationship that made, made him so clearly choose the two of you over his other alliance? Yeah, what was crazy was I was asking myself the same thing at first. I was like, Mark has so much in common with the middle-aged mafia. I was like, could he's Mark pretty young. Yeah, he's, he's maybe young. He's, not really yeah. middle age. He's only 30, but maybe that, but yeah. He's, but yeah. <laughs> He's younger, but Mark has a plethora of experiences. He has experienced yeah. so many things that other people will never even hear about, let alone yeah. like, know what it feels like. So he has so many different experiences that he can draw from to connect with people. Whereas, you know, myself, who's 20, who's the baby of the group. <laughs> yeah. So I felt as like Mark had more in common with them. But at the same time, me, Mark, and Guerra, we had this really strong bond over just shared values over shared experiences and shared, I guess, hardship and shared uh, ways of behaving and ways of acting that we just thought were very similar. I think there was a deepness to our child born that he didn't show. I think it's what really made me trust him and Valera thinking that no matter what would happen, I would never turn into people unless my back was against the wall. And that's how we all felt about each other. But outside of that, it was like, eh, game is game. So I think there's a lot of shared conversations and experiences that can't be replicated. I think I was very, very lucky enough to share with Mark and Valeria. So what about the Frankie vote? Obviously, we see you in a position where you have a relationship with Frankie. You say that you like her. There's this kind of the idea of like the, the strong women are a threat and Jess is putting that out there. So you might want to band together and you still come over the top with the seven that was apparently not a seven and vote out Frankie. What was your thinking through that vote? Yeah, so Frankie is a really strong player. When she came on, she played really hard, really fast. Um, and it became very quickly evident that it was going to be a two alliances situation. But despite her being a great player, it was evident that she was still in a minority. You know, her and the boys are still a smaller group, part of a larger faction. So I knew straight away, even though, you know, we could have played a great game together. I was like, listen, right now, you just don't have the numbers. And right now, it's seeming like this is where the group is moving. And right now, I'm part of a larger group. There's no need for me to play an individual game right now. I think it's better to play a long-term game. And that's what made me really align myself with the larger majority. Because it was just too hard, too fast, too soon, girl. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, how did that manifest in Jess going home next, obviously, with her having put out that kind of sentiment about strong women? Was there any, any thought of, of working with her? Or what kind of drove that vote? Yeah, you know what's crazy? I remember the first night. It was like raining. It was pouring. We're all depressed. We're all hungry. And we all had a little cuddle situation of sort of figuring out, right? So I was next to Jess. So I was giving this girl my body heat. I was like, you have my warmth, my heat. Like, right now, I got you. And then the next morning, I find out that she's throwing out the Strong Girls Alliance uh, out to everyone, right? She's saying everyone, telling people, she brought up Frankie. I even heard my name being put out. Same she brought up Viola. And I was like, what the hell? Girl, who raised you? I gave my body heat yesterday. Why are you putting my name on the board? <laughs> so it definitely was a certain kind of way. But at the same time, I was able to recognize that despite being threatened by, you know, the strong alliance and the strong girls, Jess just didn't have the social awareness capacity to pull off such a move. So I think from that point, I knew straight away that 
one, I wouldn't want to work with Jess because, girl, you gave me, I gave you body heat and you betrayed me. <laughs> and two, I just didn't think that as a social player, she played the best cards. Like, I was definitely questioning her gameplay, but in the end, nothing but love. Sorry they had to go out so soon, Jess. Much love to you. So with the Nathan vote, I'm really interested in, in how you go out to the water and you talk to Jaden Winner and Nathan and you give Caroline's name as a decoy and, and Nathan ends up voting for her. So I'm kind of interested in that about whether that kind of, um, you know, triggered her spidey senses coming up on the next vote. So firstly, did Caroline know that her name would be out there as a decoy and how real was that conversation to you? Obviously, we'd see you talking about it with Ma in terms of getting Caroline out there, but was that like a pure decoy for Nathan or was that like a really advanced conversation about a real flip that then like was aborted? Tell me about that plan where Caroline is given as a name and Nathan alone goes with it in the last tribal council before you go home. Yeah, definitely. I feel as though watching that episode back, I was like, huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it definitely makes sense to me as well, because I think I understood the game a bit differently. And saying that, this is my perspective, and everyone has their own storyline perspectives on, I guess, what happened. But on my end, I was definitely, it was not a decoy for me. I was definitely gunning for, for Caroline. Mm-hmm. I think at that point, I recognised that she recognised that there was a bit of a threat level within the alliances that were forming. So I knew that if she had enough momentum, she'd eventually have enough numbers and be able to pull on a big move. So considering that at the point in time, Carolyn was starting to rub people the wrong way, you know, due to the food rationing, among other things, I think if, I felt as though it was a really good time to, to get rid of Carolyn. So we had the conversation and then they didn't show on camera, but somewhere along the line, the conversation got to Caroline, from what I believe. And from then on, I was like, ah. Oh, we're going so well. <laughs> now we have to abort, 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 abort. Because if Caroline knows that I was gunning for her in that sense, I was like, ah, okay, yeah, definitely have to do something. So at that point, we aborted the mission. Um, I had a couple other conversations with Caroline just to reaffirm that, hey, by the way, I was putting your name out. It's just a decoy. It wasn't actually because, like, we're trying to get you out. And for, 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 from what I understood at the time, that worked. Um, and then we went along with the Nathan vote. But I was like, God, boy. <laughs> Right. You almost could have stayed. Almost could have stayed. But I don't think that was our film to so. Right. So she would have expected Nathan to write down her name, but she was blindsided by the fact that that conversation had even been happening earlier in the day. I do wonder how much that kind of affected, you know, her thinking later on about like, you know, the fear that there was a target on her. Because what do you think happens if the Titans go to another tribal council? If there's no swap, Nathan's gone home. Do you think you maintain it and, and take out someone like a Jaden? Or do you think that the crack finally happens and you properly come for Caroline at that point? Yeah, so in saying that, I think for me personally, I don't really have any need or want to vote at Jaden. I think he's just such a free-flowing, malleable player that like he could be a great ally at some point, right? Just depending if, if it works for his storyline. But I think mm-hmm. time would progress. I think if I had Valeria on that side with me, and as well as Winner there with me as well, because those are my two other really strong alliances, I felt as though momentum definitely could have happened in a movement against Caroline. I think Mark still would have been hesitant because Mark is definitely a long-term strategic player. He's all about the right time to do things. Um, so I think as though there might have been a bit of a uh, crack in our relationship in that sense. But I think it would have been a risk I'm willing to take considering my positioning in the tribe at that point. But after that, things changed. Yeah. Well, I'm interested in Jaden because you said I'm talking tribal that you felt close to Jaden. Um, but he... He, I was really surprised to see his voting confessional last night because they put it like the extra voting confessionals on 10 play. And he said, like, I've wanted you out since day one. That shocked me. Like, do you yeah. haven't, do, do, do you, um, 
you have any insight into why that might be or, or kind of like your relationship around that? I'll be honest with you, I could not tell you why. Like, I think maybe I didn't talk to him enough. Like, I felt very close with Winner, and I think I had a few conversations with Jaden, because I think he's a funny guy. Because I tried to connect with him, I guess maybe it was disconnect. Um, to be honest, still nothing but love from my end. I'm not sure why he feels that way towards me. If I said something, I do apologize. No, um, no, yeah. I don't think it was in a malicious way. I think it was in, like, Jaden saying things yeah. way you know like i'm doing the work you know and i don't think it was any i don't think it was anything personal but i just he clearly like seemed to see mm-hmm. some sort of threat yeah but like i said like i don't i have enough conversations with Jaden to understand if it was malicious or not and then for mine i was like oh i'm actually doing that too <laughs> I, I would not have got you out unless my back was against the wall so it was again a huge shock to me um but i think in terms of his gameplay it works out so you know kudos to him much benefit so in terms of the swap, Alex, Rihanna and Sarah, what were those relationships like in those first couple of days that you got to know them? Yeah, so it seemed like Sarah and Riri were quite close and then it did seem like Riri and Alex were quite close. So I couldn't really read the vibe, but it seemed like, you know, everyone was doing their best, absolutely best to, to integrate themselves into this new tribe. But then the moment, you know, we lost the challenge, it was like, bang, they were so quick to turn on each other. It was like, they didn't even have to think twice about it. So I guess watching them scramble and being quick to, to turn each other, turn on each other, is made me realize that, yeah, this really is like everyone's own game. You know, if this is what you want to do when your back is against the wall, 99% of people would probably do the same. So I think it just really opened my eyes into the reality of Survivor and the, and the fear of being at the bottom and having your name potentially called out. So, so for those um, votes, obviously you would have been trying to get them on side against someone like a Caroline. Were there kind of connections there where you felt like that would have been possible in the future? Um, or was that like still, still kind of being kept at a distance while you were tied and strong? No, 100%. So they didn't show it because I think it's, it's hard to show the um, conversations you have during challenges. But... I felt as though me and Kobe had a really good connection. It was just like a weird, I don't know if it was a POC respect thing. I don't know what it was, but I was like, man, I feel like in the future, I could really work with Kobe. And I could really work with Raymond for some reason. I had like a lot of love for Raymond. So I was like, okay. And I was making sure to discreetly as possible have these little conversations in between challenges to let them know, hey, listen, if we should point, like, I got you, you got me. Sweet, let's figure that out later on. So I felt as though I had enough connections with both uh, uh, Kobe and and. Raymond, that if I switched that point, I could definitely make a move. Um, but I did understand the fact that now they were on opposing sides. <laughs> so that would have made it awkward. So I think it would have been interesting to see how my strategy would have changed in that context. Yeah, well, I would have loved to see that team up later on. Um, with someone like Ma, where did you see his main connections to the Middle Age Mafia? Like, because obviously that murkiness it has always been the question like should you turn on them should they turn on you and Mark's in the middle of it like did you see it with Eden or with Caroline like where do you feel like that was the, the kind of closest bond um that was really kind of connecting him to that other side um again this is a huge testament to Mark's experience as a diplomat and his ability to connect with people and really just find moments of just similarities and like really use that to Become close because, in my opinion, I feel as though he was pretty close with all of them. I think definitely more so on the Aiden and Caroline side, but I think he was able to find a way to connect with all of them so seamlessly that perhaps they all felt as though they were that person in that tribe, um, in that line, sorry. But then at the same time, I understood the, the depth of the conversations that we had. So I'm like, ooh, Mark is being real with me and B. I don't really have how real he's being with you, with you lot. So from my opinion, I'm like, it could have been all of them, could have been none of them. 
So was there any sense, obviously, going into that tribal council, Mark has an idol that doesn't get played. Was there any sense of, of fear or were you really at that point quite sure that the Titans would keep it strong and it was like a true blindside? Yeah, so I, I always had a feeling because, again, the game changes so quickly that you always have to have to think two steps ahead, right? So I had a feeling, but at the same time, it was such a sticky situation where if I, you know, called on Mark to use the idol for me, I then expose his, expose his you know, true alliance and break up his game. And if I don't get out, then it's like really bad long term, you know what I mean? So I felt as though there was, there was a lot of fear in terms of, oh, fuck this might be the time for you to use the idol at the same time, oh, damn, it's a big ask because of how how much it changed the game. So I think from my end, I hurt. Um, but at the same time, it was definitely a blind side in the sense that, yeah, I was like, they sure they wouldn't do it. Not now. <laughs> Come on. It's too much of a risk. Yeah, and also it would make people so upset. Well, people are devastated, obviously, that you got voted out. We've said you play again. You are, you know, you've been my winner pick in this season. So next time, I feel like that'll be where that plays out. But I'd love to ask you as well, like what was your experience with Survivor before you played? Had you seen very much of it? Like how much did you know about the show? <laughs> you know what's crazy? I found an email, I was looking up Survivor in my email and I saw an application that I sent back in 2018. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, I really had memory, but like I've definitely seen the seasons over the years and I've always thought, you know, Survivor is one of those things that I'd love to do. I'm like, the chances that I'll ever get to do it is like slim to none. So from like, you know, watching the show a little bit to watching a few episodes here and there to watching a couple seasons, especially the previous season was phenomenal. And from then on, I was like, you know what? Like, why not me? Why not me? You know, it's like, what's the worst that could happen? So I think to go from appreciating the show, respecting the show and loving the show and experiencing the show, you can definitely consider me a super fan by like all means now. I think the experience on the show was phenomenal. I mean, I lost a lot of, I lost, I lost weight and I lost my, I lost my backside. That wasn't fun, <laughs> but <laughs> apart from that, to be in a scenario where, you know, your back is against the wall, like every single day, you're forced to think on your feet, you're forced to form relationships, put yourself up there, take yourself down a little bit. I think to be put in that kind of scenario, especially at my age, I think it's given me so much more wisdom than I could have ever hoped for. I think it's given me so much more life experience and so much more insight into who I am, how I play, how I treat other people, how I partner with other people and what I base my friendships off. So that I'm very thankful for. Amazing. Well, it was incredible to have you on the show. People are devastated. People are crying in the streets. Truly, I feel like you need to like make an address and calm the people down that you was, you're okay. Like you're, you're here. Um, you're not on the show, which is devastating. But yeah, people are absolutely deservedly heartbroken because you brought so much um, to your couple of weeks on the show. So thank you so much for being my Winnipeg Viola. I'm excited to see your second run. And thank you so much for two interviews uh, this week. Thanks so much. Well, listen, I'm ready for a third whenever you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we should just make this a daily occurrence at this point. But yeah, thank you so much. Have a great day. More than welcome. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so sorry to see the way that it went last night. You got on the right page. Rihanna, unfortunately, did not and sent you out of the game. I'm so sorry to see that the way that all went down for you. Uh, That's okay. Look, it's the game in the end. um, But yeah. Look, it sucks because me and Ray were really, really good friends and I think she feels a bit bad that it got a bit um, messy in the end of that that uh, tribal last night. Yeah, she should feel a little bad. She did single-handedly <laughs> accidentally send you out of the game. She's lucky it wasn't her. It easily could have been herself. So that, you know, it didn't go great. Let's let's talk about that vote because that was one of the wildest scrambles I've ever seen. We see there's such a clear lack of trust in Mark and you and Rihanna immediately run it back to Kitty. Um, so can you can you kind of tell me about those separate relationships, like the, the lack of trust with Mark, but then the relationship you seem to have with Caroline and Kitty that was obviously so important to both of you that it was kind of, you know, ruining the way this could have gone for Mark's plan? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have trust in Mark initially because he put my name down the tribal before. So I had a bit of, um, yeah, distrust with Mark just from that purely because he put my name down. Um and the Kitty, uh, Kitty and Caroline thing, I really thought that we had like a nice relationship forming there. I don't think they showed it that much. There was many more conversations than they showed in the episode um, that Ree and myself had with Kitty and Caroline. Um, and I thought there was a genuine connection there. I thought there was some trust being built, um, especially being in on the vote the tribal before when V got sent home. Um, so, yeah, that was really confusing for me when there were so many different things being said in that scramble and they were all counteracting each other and I was like, someone has to be lying, obviously. That's the game of Survivor. Um, so that's why I was just like, I just need to go and have conversations with people and find out the truth. That's all I was trying to do was find out the truth Um And in the end, I think it kind of blew it all up because I was having all these conversations with people and the wrong people were standing next to me at the time and kind of, yeah, getting in on the wrong conversations and then it kind of blew Mark's cover a little bit Um, and then it just got really, really confusing. It was very, very stressful, but all I was trying to do was get the truth because that's all I was doing was telling the truth and trying to figure out where to put my vote. Yeah, I mean, you were the one telling the truth. So that was like the, the every, you know, and other people, and Mark was telling the truth to you, but everyone else kind of had the the subterfuge and, and you were telling the truth. What about, um like, with, with in terms of, of Kitty and Caroline, where did you see yourself fitting into there? You know, you said you had the connection. And I even see in, like, the, the voting confessionals last night, you know, Caroline's like, I'm sorry, baby doll. You know, it, it seems like they they do have a connection with you. But where did you see mm-hmm. yourself fitting into that group? Like, if that, if that 
tribe keeps going to tribal council and they're not targeting mm-hmm. you now, which they were. Did you see yourself mm-hmm. before like a Mark? Obviously you're voting, but you you see yourself before like an Alex or Jaden? Like how far did you think you could take it with 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 Kitty and Caroline? Yeah, so Kitty, Caroline, myself and Ray had this conversation down by the water that they didn't show that um, we were going to stick together, the girls, okay. and we were going to try and get get to merge together. Um, Mm. So I was under the impression that I was going to be with them and then we were going to kind of turn our backs on the boys and vote them off one by one. Um, But obviously that didn't work out. They had too much of a strong alliance with Eden and I guess they thought Mark as well. And then, um, yeah, so in the end I was a little bit shocked that um, that wasn't a genuine conversation because it really did feel genuine to me Um, and I pride myself on you know, genuine conversations and telling the truth and making like actual connections with people and gaining their trust. And I thought we'd done that. Um, and then it just completely turned on its head and essentially got me voted home. So, yeah. Yeah. At the point where Mark comes to you and says he knows you've run to Kitty, like I feel like that would be alarm bells for me because he's, he can't be making that up because it's true that obviously you had done that and that's been leaked to him. And even then, still, you're so, you know, like you and Reese still talk about, you know, the split, um, how you know that, and I'm still trying to blow it up. Like, did anything kind of shift for you when Mark came back and gave you that information or was it still like a, a fact-finding mission? Yeah, yeah. When Mark came back with that, I then knew that Kitty had gone and told them yeah. and was and was with them. So at that point, I then was like, okay, I can't trust them. Now I'm going to go with Mark's plan B, which was then Caroline, not Kitty. And I kind of made the decision then and there when I realised the trust had been broken with Kitty um, to then vote vote with Mark, especially knowing then he had an idol because he told us that in the second time he came to us. So, um, yeah, I was definitely going to stick with Mark on that one. It was just... Uh, Ray, I think, didn't quite pick up on that and still thought that she had something with the girls. Did you have a closer relationship with Kitty or Caroline or was it you were close with them as a duo? Um, I think I was close with them as a duo, maybe a little bit more Kitty because we kind of slept next to each other in the shelter and would have chats at night. Um, But, yeah, kind of both equally. Caroline was almost like a... She became like the tribe mum mm-hmm. in a yeah. sense and, and was really lovely to me and like was, yeah, we had some beautiful chats and some cries and stuff together. So, yeah, I, I both equally in different ways. So in the way that we saw it, you are just, just to clarify, you're told that Kitty, you know, that Kitty went back to Mark. Mark tells you that. And mm-hmm. from what we see, like you still tell them that Alex told you about the split after that. Was that kind of change for us from a time perspective or? I mean, I'm sure it's impossible to remember. Or did you still go back mm. to them with that? Or because I'm just trying to work out like where it was very confusing, which is where it shifted. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure because it, it it was such a confusing afternoon. I don't think I remember it completely in order. But right up until the last second, I was tr- just trying to see yeah. where the votes were going and who was voting who and having conversations with people to see where they're telling me to vote and then I kind of realised how they were then voting and who they were aligning with. So the last conversation I think I had was with Eden and I said, look, Eden, I know the split's on me and Ree. And he's like, no, no, no. He kind of like was like, no, 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 no. And then he told me to vote for Mark and I was just like, I don't think that sits right with me. It just felt very ingenuine. He's like, yeah, vote for Mark, vote for Mark. Uh, and I was just like, mm, 
I just, yeah, I picked up on that and I was like, okay, I'm definitely going to stick with um, Mark and Alex and Ree on this one. Um, but, yeah, look, it didn't work out in the end. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, you come from like a pretty choppy Rebels tribe as well. Um, obviously, you've been with Alex and the Cuddle crew. Rihanna has not been with you as much. She, she kind of threw those decoy voice and then wasn't with your, your group as much, but you seem really close to her. What were your relationships like with Alex and Ree through the game and up to that time? Yeah, look, um, what you guys don't see is Ree was actually in the cuddle crew. She slept next to me. We cuddled at night um, as well as Kirby was kind of in that. We kind of had a six going that they didn't show much of from the start. Um, so from the get-go, I was really close with Ree. She was one of my best friends out there, although she did have a closer relationship and alliance with Kirby. I think I was then below Kirby in her pecking order of who she could trust and align with. So, yeah, I was really, really close with Ray. So especially when we got split up after Tribe Swap and Kirby was on the Titans, myself and Ray were very close and, you know, we chatted probably the most out of anyone in the Tribe and we always made sure we were both on the same page right up until that last Tribal, I guess. But, um, and as for Alex, we, yes, in the Cuddle Alliance he was in that, but I always had a sneaky suspicion that he was always trying to go behind our back and he was a little bit selfish, which is so fair enough. It's a game and it's about you trying to get to the next day and ultimately be a sole survivor. I get that. Um, but I didn't feel like I could trust him very much after, even after Peter got voted off, even then started to drift and then especially once Tobias got voted off, it was very much every man for themselves. We were on the bottom and you know, you're just trying to get to the next day. So I get that he would, you know, go off and be like, oh, Sarah's looking for an idol or Sarah's doing this. Like, oh, I didn't care. At that point, I was just, yeah, just trying to rebuild some connections that I'd missed out on um, because I may have, yeah, isolated myself a bit in the start with the Cuddle Alliance. I try <laughs> not to, but, um, yeah, look, in the end, it was the start of my demise in the game and, yeah, I've learned so much from it and I play it so differently now. Isn't hindsight a great thing? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're actually the first Rebel that I'm personally speaking to, so I have a lot of questions about kind of the Rebel dynamics. The first big question that I have is that we hear at the beginning of this week the breakdown of the dynamics in the Rebels and what might have happened at that vote that never happened because Kelly went over to the Titans where it was kind of mm. Ferris versus Herbie with the vote on Rihanna. Um, based on the relationships yes. that you're talking about, it feels like you must have strongly been in, in the Kirby camp voting for Ferris, is that true? And how do you think that vote, how, how, did, how did like the rebels decide that vote would have gone down with something like Scott's oh. vote? Like did everyone have a sense of like who would have been voted out that night? It was, oh, that was the second most stressful scramble, that mm -hmm. one, um, after the one last night. Um, it's actually really interesting because I didn't feel like I could really trust Kirby or Ferris because they both burnt me. I wasn't yeah. in on any of the votes yeah. that they um, blindsided my alliances with. Um, so in the end, the name that I was going to put down, I was still so undecided, but Ferris had kind of sweet-talked me into putting down Ree's oh. name, even though even though oh I love, even though I love Ree and I I felt like I could kind of trust her. 
And he kind of gave me this deal, was like, if you come with us, I'm going to protect you with my life. Like, trust me on this. I I don't know what happened. And I was very fragile after Toby got voted off. And I was just like, I just needed someone that could protect me in the game. Um, So I was still undecided going into tribal. But the last conversation I did have before that um, tribal council was with Ferris. And he kind of sold me on voting for Ree and if that were to happen I think he would have had the numbers and Ree yeah. would have got sent home yeah well that is that's a massive scoop yeah because we don't know necessarily what would have happened there but yeah your vote was such a pivotal swing vote did, did everyone talk about it like they knew who would have gone home like did did Kirby and Rihanna speak about it like Rihanna would have gone or it was still like up in the air for the rebels how that would have gone mm. just speaking about it on the beach yeah I really think they thought they had me um, as in Kirby and Reed, yeah. which I was really close with these girls, right? But they had lied to me or not had me in on the vote multiple times. And I said to them multiple times, girls, if you can just get me in on the vote, I can prove to you that you can trust me by me voting with you, then we can build this relationship and you have me, I'm yours. But they continued to not do that. So then I was like, when Ferris was like, I can do this, and he was kind of like, I can protect you, this, that, and the other, I was like, where do I go? Because where do I fit with Kirby and Ree? I knew they were close, so I was going to be, you know, the third wheel, so the first one to go if it were to come to that. Um, so I was like, I'm a sitting duck at the moment. I don't know which way to which way to go. So, yeah, it was, a, it was an interesting afternoon, that one, and I'm so glad that it didn't turn out to be um like a proper sending yeah. someone home and it was a uh, sending Kelly over there because I re- I really didn't want to vote Ray. I really didn't want to, but I kind of had no choice at that point. I was I was in such a weird position and I did yeah, it was quite stressful <laughs> to say yeah. the least. Well after that obviously the divide is so clear and the way it's laid out to us is like Kirby has her four and Ferris has a bit of a four, and then you and Alex the swing vote. So do you have a sense of what would have happened if, the, you know, when Kelly comes back, the Rebels go back to a tribal council? Do you have a mm-hmm. sense, like, without a swap happening, do you have a sense of, of what would have happened there, or was really just, like, such a stalemate between these, like, warring factions? If Kelly were to come back and we went to tribal, I think because Kirby had Kelly... I would have gone with them because they would have had the numbers and it would have just meant that I was. Yeah. 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 If Alex is with Ferris, then it'd be a five, five tie. Oh, true. Yeah. I wasn't sure where Alex was going, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He was going with the boys. Um, mm, It's hard to say. Yeah. It's hard to say because going into that tribal before we knew it was Kelly getting sent over there, I just felt sick. I didn't want to vote Ree. So after when I was relieved that I didn't have to vote her, I think then maybe it changed my mind going, yeah, maybe I should stick with the girls. I I don't know. It was so hard. Everyone was just deceiving me left, right and centre and, like Ferris really scared me. I like he was a beautiful guy around camp and everything. And then you get to tribal and he's this different character. And I just was like, oh, I feel like I can't trust you. I feel like you're a paid actor right now. <laughs> so yeah, I, I was I was very confused. It was it was awful to be honest. I I pride myself on being genuine and trustworthy. 
And no one could see the value of that. And that was really frustrating because I was like, I am such a good number to have because I'm solid once you have me. But just I couldn't couldn't get anyone to budge. Who were the other close bonds that you felt that you had, like the, the good friendships on the Rebels tribe? Oh, what they don't show is me and Ray Ray, like Raymond. He is so beautiful. I loved being around that guy. He's so funny. He's so witty. He is so entertaining when when everything was kind of very tense and people were going at it. Ray would just lighten the mood and I'd just have a giggle. A lot of people were getting annoyed with that, but it was me, Ray and Ferris that were always in absolute laughter. Like, oh, it was such a beautiful dynamic um, watching those two as well, like Ferris and Ray. It, yeah, it was such an unlikely duo, but I was so there for it. It was very entertaining, very wholesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, apart from that, I genuinely got along with everyone. Like I love everyone in the Rebels tribe. Um, I always thought Eileen was a bit sneaky. Love her. She's very smart, but I just never knew what she was thinking. Um, Scotty was beautiful. He'd always comfort me when I, you know, had those tough days. He was a beautiful light in the Rebels tribe. Um, But, yeah, like everyone was amazing. Even Kel. I even got along with Kel. Like, yes, she's crazy, but sometimes (laughs) it's nice just to forget about the game and just watch Kel absolutely go nuts and just forget for a second that, you know, there was all this other stuff going on and just having a laugh. So, yeah. Yeah. I loved the Rebels. I wish wish that Tribe Swap, I got to the Titan side with the majority Rebels. It would have been so different. Yeah. Well, we even see Kelly, you know, gave you that poem after voting Tobias out. So that was the way that she tried to comfort you on that. Had you heard about Eileen um, wanting to, like, you know, include you in the vote in terms of making it a 4-4 split for you to decide? Had you heard about that on the island? And if so, how did you feel about it? Because obviously Uh, Kelly's one who messed it up. Yeah, so I did. Yeah. I didn't hear about it until after the tribal. Um, and yeah, I thought I thought that was like really smart and really lovely, but Kelly okay. messed it up and then mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was her way of trying to get me in on out get me in on their alliance or the vote without actually being in on it because they didn't want me to ruin it and tell Tobias or tell Alex. Yeah. Um, and I get that because we were really close and maybe I would have told them because I do tell the truth and I do have conversations with people and are genuine. So I get it and it just sucks that it didn't um, work out the way that she intended and Kelly flipped at the last second and thought that she'd done the right thing. And, look, maybe she did. I For her game, maybe she did and that's what it's all about, just about getting to the next day and I get that. But, yeah, it really sucked when Tobias went home. He was the closest um, person on the island to me and the only person that I could fully, fully trust. Like I had my complete trust in him and vice versa. And, yeah, that really sucked. He got voted off and then it was my 25th birthday the next day and I was just miserable because everyone had lied to me, everyone had gone behind my back, especially Kelly, you know, messing up that vote. Um, and then saying all this random bullshit about <laughs> some poem and fucking bringing Snow White metaphors into it and everything. It was just, it was a lot. And it, yeah, it was, it, that was a really tough birthday, but a big lesson, a big, big lesson. 
Yeah. Well, who can forget that part in Snow White where the prince goes home on an errant split vote? It's a really big part <laughs> of that fairy tale. Well, last question I'd love to know, what was your experience with the show before you went on it? Did you know much about Survivor before going on the show? If I'm completely honest, no. I had watched a little bit when I was much younger um, and then I went and watched season eight and season six before going on the show once I, like, realised I was on. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, I didn't have a whole lot to do with it. It was one of those things that came to me um, at a time in my life when I was a little bit lost and kind of need, needed something to switch up my life. And, yeah, it was perfect for that. It's completely changed my life and my view and my perspective on things now. Um, and I'm just super grateful for the experience and to have met all of these crazy but beautiful people that we call the Survivor family. So, yeah, look, I now that I know more about it by playing the game, I am definitely so interested in the dynamics and the strategy and all of that because, yeah, it is it is a very complex game with many layers and you do need to be you do need to compartmentalise it and kind of disconnect from who you really are to play the game properly, and I didn't do that. So I think that's why in the end I got voted out because I was just me. I was just yeah. trying to be myself and tell the truth. Yeah, also Rihanna did vote incorrectly, so I feel like we can put a lot on that. We can put a lot on that. Like I know, but I don't want to blame her because I genuinely love Rihanna. I genuinely love Rihanna, and she feels so bad about it. Feel a little bad. Spoken. Yeah, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. But look, in the end, I don't hold any grudges, and I adore her. She's an amazing human, and I'm just so glad that she got to the next day because she deserves it. Well, thank you so much for so much of your time. It was great to get some insight into two very wild tribes, two versions of the Rebels that you were on. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed the experience and hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Garrick, welcome to RHAP. I'm truly so sad to see you go. I felt like you brought so much to the show. You know, you were taken out. You kind of as Ferris's proxy. Like I really felt you you knew you were going. Like I really felt this wasn't on you. So I'm really upset to see you go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not as upset as I am. I don't know whether to laugh <laughs> or cry or scream. Yeah, no, I feel it. I we can compete for who's more upset. You probably will win, but I am very upset, I assure you. I, I'm so interested and have so many questions for you. And I want to start with Kirby, because I felt like this was such an interesting relationship. Like she had the thing last night where she's like, Garrick never trusted me, never liked me. And I'm like, I felt like we saw that you guys were actually close. And then those decoy votes are thrown and you were so upset about that. And then you you guys bring her in and then she turns against Ferris. Like, I actually understand very much where that breakdown seemed to happen. But can you talk through that relationship and how it started positively and then just seemed to devolve over a couple of weeks? Sure. Like, yeah, Kirby... In the beginning, Kirby and I were tight as. In the beginning, Kirby and I were tighter than myself and Ferris. Wow. Yeah. And we even said, let's go all the way. Then the first thing that happened is when when a couple of the rebel guys decided to throw a challenge. Yeah. yeah. And Kirby jumped on board with that. And this is when Kirby and I's alliance 
was tight. And my problem was is that in that challenge, I used all the strength I could. I could have possibly hurt myself. And I said to her, well, all you needed to do was tell me. And then we could have worked together. Okay, we're going to throw the challenge. I can do as little as possible without, you know, looking that I'm doing the part without hurting myself. But there was a chance I could hurt myself. So when we went through that, I said, don't ever do that to me again. If we're supposed to be aligned, let's stay aligned. And, and yes, Kirby worked through that and, and we were good. Then came the vote and where Kirby told us that she was on our side but actually voted with yeah. the Cuddling Alliance. And I thought that was a bit snidey because that keeps her fresh with us but it also keeps her fresh with the Cuddling Alliance and you're a really bad fence sitter there. And that's where the vase was broken and where I said to her, you know, I can glue this vase back together but we're always going to see the cracks and those cracks just kept appearing and, yeah, it was during that process where Ferris and I had already started to align where our alignment bond just became paramount. We, we, that was it. Ferris was dirty that he wasn't informed on both of those decisions and from there we just went, no, you and I stick together, we'll play the rest. Wow. So she was involved in the challenge throw. That is such a fascinating bit of information as well. Yeah. How did you kind of see the, the rebel dynamics from there? Because obviously she ends up actively coming for Ferris and you find out about that as well. It seemed like Ferris at least was, you know, trying to mend that broken vase that he wanted to work with her, bring her back, even after all of this had happened. And then she fully turns on Ferris. So how did you kind of see those dynamics breaking down in an even bigger way? But we were going to what looked like a Rihanna versus Ferris vote that would have like truly divided the tribe and then tribal council, the, the vote was cancelled. Yeah, look, when, when that all started to happen, I sort of stood back a bit. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd made a couple of other alliances as well. One was with Aileen. You know, and one was with Scotty. That was a real secret one, Eileen, Scotty, and myself. But I've, but at the whole time, I was saying to Ferris, "Listen, I've got Scotty and Eileen. We're really good." Um, the breakdown with Ferris and Kirby, that was that was the end of the end. We th there was just no going back from there. I really wanted to, but each time I talked with Ferris, it was just no. I don't trust her, and she can't be trusted. Look, Kirby is a beautiful person and what a great game player. I just figured that if she would have done that great game playing but kept me on side, man, sky would have been the limit. Yeah, so it does come to the point where we see you throw out Rihanna's name over Kirby's name. Can you just talk about why that was given as a name and how you kind of think that vote would have gone? Because I know that there was talk in the camp and it was so divided after how do you see that that going and why was Rihanna the target for you? Yeah, I guess, look, that comes down to the same sort of thing what happened to me where the second lieutenant kind of thing, that was Rihanna. She was Kirby's strength at that, st at that point. So it would have been Ferris and I and we had these other little numbers and I know that if I would have been able to break Kirby's one bond, then that may well have brought Kirby back to us. And I know it's a ruthless way to look at things, but when you do have that one extra person with you where you can where you can 
go through your plans and methods and that person's on side, if you can break that alliance, then I could have reconnected with Kirby because she wouldn't have had Rihanna. She wouldn't have had that extra bond. And then from there, I'm 100% sure Kirby would have went, I can see more reason for this, which then would have aligned myself, Kirby, and Ferris. Look, at the end of the day, you never know what may end up happening, but with that, with that plan, I think Kirby would have been more open to working with me and Ferris and being able to put all that other stuff to the side. Yeah, yeah. it would have been a good one to get rid of Rihanna. Who can see these bloody changes, right? The little side slips that JLP likes to put in. Wow. Yeah, well, it seems like you would have had it because I spoke to Sarah yesterday and even she said that she was on like a Rihanna vote. It kind of felt like the momentum was there for you guys. So that was really unfortunate. I mean, you talk about Scott and that and how you had a relationship with him and he seems to kind of shift back to Kirby after that. Like, did that relationship kind of change over that time? Yeah, I wasn't even aware that Scotty had flipped. I, I really wasn't. Scotty and I were bedmates. We slept beside each other in the shelter every night. Um, we kept each other warm. We whispered sweet nothings. We really had a great plan going forward. We really had a great alliance with myself and and Aileen. Where that breakdown happened, I don't know. I, I'm still at a loss as to where Kirby flipped him. But she did. She definitely did. In the end, he was so solid with Kirby, whatever she said he was going to go for. Um, I just don't. I truly don't know where it came from or how it happened. What about someone like Alex, who's part of that, you know, challenge throwing cuddling group that you go against at the beginning and then kind of comes back in and gives Sarah that information and you the information that Kirby is kind of launching a bit of a coup and then seems like, you know, he could have been a number for your side. How How is that relationship developing? Um, I got on with Alex as a, as a person. Great guy. I, I just didn't see myself playing with Alex. Um, from the word go, I couldn't make headways into that cuddling alliance. There's just no way. I tried a few times and there was just there was just no in. And I guess once your mind set that way, I became more of I will use Alex or more so Ferris and I will use Alex to get information and to maybe manipulate him to vote our way, but there was no way I wanted Alex in on my little secrets or plans. I just, because of the original non-commitment from Alex to us, I just didn't, I just think he would have been a flipper. Whatever information, the same way he was giving us information about what Kirby was saying, he's definite fence sitter and I have noticed that now and I'm sure if we would have given him too much information, he would have played the same fiddle, but with Kirby. Well, you do share a rival and they say the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And I really want to talk about Kelly because I truly think like your dynamic with Kelly is one of the things I will miss the most now, Garrick. The the line last night where she says, I can spell and you're like, everyone can spell. There's so many great ones. People have been putting them on Twitter. Tell me about living with Kelly and trying to work with Kelly and play challenges with Kelly because I was I was living for you dealing with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try to word this as carefully as I can. <laughs> Kelly is a nut job. And <laughs> I, I really couldn't, I just couldn't. 
And and you know what? The worst thing that happened with me with Kelly is that I let it get in my head, and for that, my my game. I, I wasn't a hundred percent on my game when Kelly was around. You know the word. The one great night's sleep I had was when Kelly went to when Kelly went to the Titans. I woke up in the morning fresh, relaxed. I just, you know, and that's and that's on me, hundred percent on me. I just couldn't. I just couldn't, and and yeah, I let it affect my game. There's so many times where I should have just gone. Doesn't matter what Kelly says or does, but at times there. It just became so annoying. Alex, I think Alex was the same. It just becomes so annoying that that's what's in your mind. How do I get rid of this person? How do I stop this person being involved with stuff that's not even involved in the game? Yeah, no, definitely. It's been it's been fun to live it through you. Maybe a little bit less fun on the island itself, but you do swap <laughs> over with her and get to this new group where there are these swing votes in Charles, Winner, and Valeria, what do you feel like you were doing from a relationship standpoint to bring them on side? Because you seem to feel pretty confident that they would go with you. So how are those connections on the Swap Tribe? Yeah, so look, I, I really had a bit of a connection with Charles. I think it was more to do with the vegan thing. Um, but we did have some quiet little talks together. And well, they obviously played me. At one stage there, I thought we were in. I never really thought I was in with Valerie. Winner, I, I, I talked to him about some stuff, Thai-based and all of that kind of. Charles, I talked. And we did, have, we did have a bit of a connection. In the end, I said to Ferris, I'm being told what they think I want to hear. So towards the end there, even though I, it seemed I – which I did. I thought that I had a connection with these three and I thought that at, at one particular point we had the numbers. Towards the end, I looked and went, no, 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 they're, they're not, especially Winner. 100% especially Winner was telling myself and Ferris what he thought we wanted to hear. And so, yeah, we, we didn't. I don't think we ever had them on board. With the risk of that, was any part of you just like, we'll swallow this and try and like get Kirby's side back? Or was it just like so far gone at that point that it was, you couldn't even think about it? Um, yeah, you can see I was, I was too far gone. Ferris actually, Ferris actually switched and said, look, okay, let's do the, let's do the Charles vote and get Kirby on board. And Kirby was, Around the fireplace there one night, that day before, the Kirby wouldn't commit. She would not commit to the, okay, we'll all be together and vote for Charles. And then I think Eileen pushed and pushed and pushed and Kirby went, okay, I'm in. Even then I didn't buy it. So, so with that feeling in me that I didn't buy it, I was never committed to Kirby. Um, I was never committed to the others. I was still focused. We've got to go for Kirby. Hindsight <laughs> is a great thing. I probably should have just evaluated that a little better. I don't know. I, I mean, I get it. I think it was pretty far gone at that point. I mean, did you kind of give this information to the swing votes? Because it, like they're saying that Kirby's more trustworthy and like you have all this evidence of, of where that has not been true. You know, had they, did they see... That side of it, because I feel like that your side with Ferris has been extremely trustworthy so far, but yeah. Kirby seems to kind of draw people in it where they trust her. 
but she's a big game player who they should probably be a little wary of. Well, I put that all forward. I 100% put that all forward to them. I, I, I even mentioned that every time I made a vote, I put a little flower in the top corner so that everybody, when I said I'm voting for this person, I voted for that person. When I aligned with somebody, I aligned with somebody. So I always made a little reference somewhere, somehow, that what I'm saying is genuine. And I pointed out that Kirby had said numerous things to numerous people that this is what she's going to do and then didn't. And yet they still believed that that Kirby was more trustworthy than myself and Ferris. Wrong move. I think Ferris, well, I don't know what happens, but I think Ferris and I were extremely strong in our character with what we said we're going to do. We stuck to it. So let's talk about your final tribal council, which gets super heated. You're still fighting about the decoy votes from two weeks ago. It's very much a, you know, who kind of started this argument. Um, and, and you get to the point as well where you, you know, smell a rat, which I kind of feel was like, you know, your tagline on the show and, and you really get a sense that you're going. So can you talk me through kind of the drama of that and when those instincts started to play out, if it was before tribal council or when you kind of really started to push Ferris on the fact that it, you know, might have been your final final moments on the show? Yeah, um, look, in that final trouble, it looks like that I only really work it out looking around at the yeah. tells that are coming from the players and the the body language I'm seeing and the facial expressions. That was more so the bit that pushed me over the line. I knew it. When we were at camp, those last few moments before we walked out, I'd already put it together. I'd already said to Ferris when we walked, when, just prior to us walking out to go to tribal, I said, we don't have the numbers. Ferris was still, no, 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 I've talked to, I've talked to Winner and I've talked to Charles. And again, I said to him, Winner's telling you what you want to hear. But I've, while you've been messing around in the water with Raymond yelling and screaming, I was in the hammock and I watched each individual player and I knew, I knew it right then. Man, we don't have the numbers. I knew that we was only the three of us. And, um, yeah, I, I said to him, look, this is what's going to happen. If Kelly – I didn't believe Kelly had an idol. Not for one moment I believed that Kelly had an idol. Ferris was 100% certain she did. And I said to him, if she doesn't play an idol for for Kirby, you play my if, – if I've got that feeling, I'm right. Believe me, I'm always right. And if I've got that feeling, you play your idol for me, Kirby goes home. And Ferris was adamant, no, 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 mate, I've got those three. I've got the three titans where we've got the numbers. We're good to go. I never felt it. I never, walking past that fire, heading to tribal, I never felt it. From the moment I sat my bum on that log, I just looked at that fire and knew, oh, my goodness, I'm gone. Once the conversation around the fire pit started and I heard a few little remarks, looked at a couple of people, winner's face, Kirby giving the wink. I knew. I knew it. I reached down to Eileen, I think, and I think that was the first one said, I'm in big trouble here. Yeah. How did you know that it would be you of all like the people that they could target from that from that group? Um, maybe just a little bit of instinct, maybe just I have that in me, you know? Uh, it's one of those things like a I say this often that a good poker player has no tell. But a better poker player can see that no tell. If you understand what I mean, so it's it's like that. 
even though everyone's not seeing something that's there, often I can. And I just knew it. I just knew that it was me, not Ferris. It wouldn't have been a smart move to play Ferris or even give the inclination that they were going to play Ferris because everybody knew Ferris had an idol. But nobody would have thought Ferris could play the idol for me. And even Ferris didn't think that. So all credit to Kirby for pushing towards the second lieutenant, <laughs> Scotty, <laughs> Scotty's phrase, the second lieutenant. Because, yeah, then, then yeah, I, it was a great move. It was definitely a great move. I think I blindsided myself. In terms of what? In terms of not being able to convince Ferris and well, Raymond. Yeah. I tried. I tried my hardest. I really did. I, when Ferris and Raymond were really playing around in the water there, I was back in the hammock and I seen Kirby do a snidey little walk up to Charles and just say two words, and I swear it was Garrick. Oh, that sent a chill down my spine. And then from there I watched Charles move to the out, Valerie, and then the, and then and I just I could see it keep going. And paranoia or what, I could just keep hearing and seeing Garrick, Garrick, Garrick. I went, oh, my God, I've gone here. Well, I wouldn't put too much of that blame on you. I mean, like you mentioned Raymond. You know, it always seemed like you guys were having a lot of fun. Like you, and it, it seems like it's a wild ride to be aligned with someone like Ferris and Raymond. And like you guys were always laughing. You found that idol together with the key with Ferris. Like, what was it just like to be with that alliance? What was it like with someone like Raymond, who I feel like we don't see enough of as well? Definitely don't see enough of Raymond. Raymond is such a brilliant person. He's he's got a crazy character, but he's a genuine, honest. 100% authentic guy. What you see of Raymond, that craziness is what you get. It's, that's him. But and, and he's genuinely honest. If he says he's going to do this, he's going to do this. But he's a little bit loose with, with knowing what other people are like. And I spoke to him a 100 times. Kelly's no good man, and please stay away from Kelly, and please don't give her too much information. As dim as you might think Kelly is, she's, she's manipulative. And as soon as Raymond said to Kelly, are you going to play your idol for Kirby? You see the light in Kelly's. Boom, she knew. She knew. And whether Kirby would have flipped anyway, I think she probably would have. I don't think we had her anyway. I really don't. Watching her around the fireplace where she would not commit to the child's vote, I didn't think we ever had her. So. As much as Raymond may well have tipped it over the edge by saying that to Kelly, are you going to play your idol for Kirby? And then Kelly running straight back to Kirby. Mm. Oh, my God. When I watched that, I just went, oh, my God, Raymond. I told you a hundred times to shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I agree that it was probably an untenable situation where you guys were going to crack yeah. either way. Um, last yeah. question. I've taken up too much of your time, but... I, you know, obviously your skills lent themselves very, very well to the game. Did you know much about Survivor or had you watched a lot before you came on the show? Um, I had watched a lot. I love Survivor. It's the ultimate show. It's the ultimate game. I'm, I'm, I've watched every episode and I love the way it all plays out. I just wasn't, and in saying that, yeah, I had a great idea of how this game works and how it all plays out. 
What I wasn't prepared for is how quickly and instantly from day one that everyone attacked everyone. Completely different dynamic to what I was what I was used to watching and what I came prepared for. So with that, it takes you a moment to go, whoa, this is intense. Totally, totally intense game. Totally enjoyed it thoroughly. Loved every moment that I spent there. And I tell you, it's the best club to become part of. of you know, it's just brilliant. Yeah. Well, this cast, I think, a uh, very big gameplay. And so maybe that wouldn't have been the experience on every season, but it's definitely, you know, cemented already a wonderful season. Three weeks in, I'm so sorry that we have to lose you to that. Don't blame yourself. Blame Ferris. Um, but, you know, it was it was great to have you on the show. And thanks so much for providing your insights today as well. So much. Thank you very much. Hope we talk again one day. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. There you have it, everyone. Hope that you enjoyed all of those interviews. It was great to hear from all three. As I said, crazy that Kirby was in on the challenge throw and that's what started it all. I felt like that was such an interesting insight. So much across the board from Viola, Sarah and Garrick. So thank you for all of their time in some pretty long interviews that were long for no other reason than I just have chutzpah and I just I just have a fun time and then I, I lose track of the time and then I'm over time and no one pulls me up on it. Thank you so much, Channel 10. I will be better. I apologize. But thank you for the access as always. Hope that you guys enjoyed those exit interviews. As I said, at the top of the podcast, Talking Tribals out, podcast, YouTube and 10 play form already. The check in with Rob this week, the recap with Omer and Zach. This is going to be a packed week of content, which it should be because it was an amazing week of Survivor. So thank you so much as always for following along. Follow me at Shannon Gates so that you don't miss anything. Subscribe to the International Survivor Hap Ups feed for all this rap content and of course Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. So thank you so much as always, and I will see you next time. Bye. Australian Survivor is Survivor New Zealand. Survivor. 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 21 South Africans, 12 ordinary Australians. 16 New Zealanders. Gunter the Swamalaisa. One million pounds. Million euro. Million Shkalim. Million rubli. Tribes spoke. The tribe spoke. The tribe spoke. The tribe spoke. The tribe spoke. The Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.